everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. We are here bright and early in the morning, thanks to conflicting work schedules. So Robbie is a little, uh, a little under the weather at the moment, so uh, I will have to make up with my standard chipperness. I would say I'm under and over the weather, as you would say. <laughs> <laughs> I am fighting off an illness as we speak, and I hope that uh by the time you hear this it is gone and i don't have any more but we'll see uh i guess we are brought to you by sports on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only a month get access to all of our bonus content a lot of stuff on there i encourage you to check it out really appreciate everyone who does who does support us this week's episode is half decent proposal episode d-a-b-f-o-4 originally aired february 10th 2002 written by tim long directed by lauren mcmullen it received a 7.1 rating nielsen ratings approximately 7.5 million viewers finished 36th in the ratings that week beating such shows as malcolm in the middle i know that one will and grace know that show philly philly man huh. you recall a philly no, I'm trying to think. Uh, it was a lawyer show. Of course it was, because there's one thing we don't have too many of besides cop shows. It's lawyer shows. It's a lawyer show in Philly. It had Tom Everett Scott in it. You remember that Tom Everett Scott? He's no, the, I don't. He's the drummer from That Thing You Do. Wow. Okay. He's, he's been in a lot of failed television shows, unfortunately. Uh, his, Wikipedia, his Wikipedia photo is not flattering. He should get on that. He should work to put a different picture in there. Doesn't look That's great. That's true. He should become a volunteer Wikipedia editor just to change his own uh, picture. Matt, if I have, if I ever get a Wikipedia page, you better believe I will be putting in nice pictures of me. I'm pretty sure they don't let you edit your own. Uh... Hey, hey, hey! VPNs exist for a reason. Oh, of course, of course, VPNs. They don't know who <laughs> I am. Uh, the chalkboard gag. I would not bite the hand that feeds me butterfingers. <laughs> wow. I 100 agree with that sentiment. Absolutely. I mean. Maybe just not bite the hand that feeds. It feeds me butterfingers. It's specific enough that I'll take it. Uh, the couch gag. The Simpsons come in just as two repo men take the couch away, leaving Homer crying. Oh, poor homie. He lost the couch. I, I lost my couch. I'd be upset as well. Well, I definitely believe that. Well, of course. Are you, couch you is a sacred thing to a man. If you lost your couch, would you be happy? Not really, no. I built a whole special riser for it and everything. That would See? be awful was it for cats is it a cat riser matt uh no it's just because well we had to buy a special furniture like outdoor furniture because one of our cats kept peeing on it so uh we bought outdoor furniture but outdoor furniture is rather low to the ground so i had to build a riser for the outdoor furniture to get up to normal indoor furniture height answer that answer surpassed my expectations this, <laughs> this episode guest stars john lovitz as Artie ziff the return of Artie ziff uh this episode begins uh, with Springfield asleep, it's nighttime. We see comic. We have a, a little. We only see comic book guy though is sleeping though. That's the only. Usually, like I would, I would assume like we get like a, a good like selection of supporting cast. You know, sleeping with some jokes, but we only get comic book guy sleeping and cuddling Jar Jar, which is just awful. What Jar Jar? He's we've they've never had a character that is like that's as funny as Jar Jar, Matt. Star Wars or The Simpsons either frankly <laughs> there you go never they've 
That was, I don't know if you're aware of that, man. That was what George, George Lucas was filmed saying those words before, oh, wow. before the release of the first movie. <laughs> We've never had a character as funny as Jar Jar. Um, but wow. it's, this is really just a way to get us into the main, th- th- Matt, I will say this, this episode is actually efficient. It's efficient, Matt. Oh, it really is. Like, okay, if we're going to get into this now. I love this episode just for the fact that it, it, it maintains a decent pace. They get into the plot quickly. It resolves just fine. The ending's a little wacky, but not too terribly so. And there's no, there's not even a B plot in this as far as I can tell. It's just, it's a competently made episode. And for that, I love it. It's, yeah, it's like, hey, this, it, I, 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 it's not great. I, I don't think it's great. Like, you know, like um, best ever episode ever territory or whatever. But. It literally, it doesn't give us five minutes of garbage before it gets to a inciting incident. It starts with an inciting incident and gives us background and, and develops character and get, lets us understand why characters are making choices throughout the episode. Because it starts, literally starts with Homer snoring. And snoring so loud, it's shaking the house. You can hear it from outside. And Marge can't sleep. And she is kind of losing her mind because she can't sleep which is absolutely true understandable <laughs> yeah uh i i i sympathize with marge trying to sleep with someone snoring is next to impossible for me i have to put in if i'm in the same like house as someone who snores i have to put in earbuds with white noise or i will just be awake all night which is i don't know i don't know why marge doesn't try that but i mean earbuds don't exist in 2002 i guess so she could put well, i mean they either do like straight up earplugs i mean she gets some of those uh you know over the ear headphones which would be uncomfortable but probably better than snoring so marge is suffering so they go to dr hibbert to try and see if there's a medical option and there is there's a surgical option we'll fix homer I would say Homer should probably get a sleep study done, check get himself checked for sleep apnea. I mean, I, yeah, this is true, because if they gave him a, a CPAP machine, that would probably solve a lot of his problems. It probably would. Um, but they say this, the, they don't, we don't actually see the amount of money that the surgical option co- costs, but it, I assume it's a lot because Homer counter offers a free uh, price of free to Dr. Herbert. Dr. Herbert declines, tells them to get out, actually. But Marge isn't sleeping. At all. And she's suffering, like, she's losing her mind, basically. It's kind of like when uh, she was losing her hair in the Sherry Bobbins episode. Yeah. It's very it, much like that. It, it is. We get, like, a little, a short montage of her, like, in a fugue state. And, like, she's, she's not, she passes out unconscious it, while she's driving the kids to school and falls out of the car. <laughs> and it's uh her... Her, like, enjoying the roll down a hill because she's, like, she's actually able to lay down without Homer snoring. I appreciate that. Um, but the kids take over the car, and enough's enough. She can't sleep. Homer can't stop snoring. Um, She goes, finally, to get a night's rest to her sister's house. <sighs> Overnight bag? No husband in sight. It's happened. She left Homer? I'll get the champagne, and let's get that ring off. Whoa, 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 Delilah. I didn't leave Homer, and I never will. I just need one night away from his snoring. 
Great. We'll have a girls' night. No bras. Madam. <laughs> Let's catch the tail end of Nookie in New York. Nookie in New York? It's a cable show about four single women who act like gay men. That sounds great. Oh, thank goodness you didn't actually pull the, the no, clip of I did the not, Sex and the City knockoff. I, I, I did not pull the clip of Nookie in New York, uh, the Sex and the City parody. Um, I think it was fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's bad. It's fine. It's pretty much what you'd expect of uh, something like that. It's it's a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's it's strange. Sex in the City is such a strange thing now. It feels yeah. so outdated. All, all like it, it. It's not that old of a show, but I watch it now. You watch any episodes now, and it feels like it's a thousand years old. I think. Oh it, yeah. I think it. I think that show needed to exist. To get us to where we are now with shows, um, that's true. It, it, it enabled something it, because basically every time you have a show like that, that that doesn't age well in the time, it was probably a little bit edgy and risque. And now we're just like, eh, whatever. It seems you know too easy, but you know, yeah, it's it, worth it. it. It's you know, it, it it. I think at the time it was fairly progressive having you know a show about four women and them being very open about their sex lives. But nowadays it's kind of quaint almost. You're like, oh, that's it. Does it? You're like, oh, what? What? This isn't. But you know, and and by and by extension, this parody is also a little quaint. But they make they we get a little we get some Nookie New York parody jokes. We get a joke about Arliss. Remember Arliss? Vaguely, I remember seeing commercials for it, but I never actually watched an episode. Thank goodness. I've watched I've watched a couple episodes of Arliss. Don't think you need to watch it, Matt. No, it doesn't. It never seemed like something I would be uh, interested in. No, or most people. Um, so Marge is over at the sister's house, and they're just having a girls' night in. They're they're eating pizza, drinking champagne. When they see the news, and they see the news about Artie Ziff becoming the fifth richest man in the U.S. Gentlemen, start your envy. <laughs> Men's Wealth Magazine has listed the 100 richest men in the country. And coming in at number five is Springfield native Artie Ziff. Ooh, whoa, your old boyfriend. Please, we went out once. Artie made megabucks with a revolutionary invention, a converter that changes that horrible modem noise into easy listening music. Also available with lyrics. Hey, computer geek, you will be connected in no time. What a catch. Why didn't you sink your claws into him at the prom? Yeah, he was warm for your form. Well, he seemed like a sweet little shrimp. But then he turned into an octopus. Marty, I didn't know... Marge, Stop. Marge, you know you can't resist my busy hands. Marty, get off of me. Well, I think you should get in touch with him. You know, just to congratulate him on his success. Well, I suppose I could write him a letter. Are you nuts? Email, female. You just tell us what you want to say. <laughs> okay. Hold on to your hats. Dear Artie. <laughs> Dear Hottie. Congratulations on your recent TV appearance. I want to sex you up. Your love slave, Marge. <gasps> you can't use the word sex on the internet. Watch me. 
Antitrust suit, antitrust suit. <sighs> a note from Marge Simpson? Well, isn't that a coincidence? I was just thinking about her. For the last 20 years. Oh, the Bill Gates analogs are uh, uh, <laughs> obvious and uninteresting. Uh, I don't, you know, I, again, another little, it's a little quaint. That's true. Also, I really enjoy the email female. That's really cute. And that you can't say sex on the internet, which is still true today, at least if you're on Instagram. You can't say sex on the internet. It's illegal. It is. They will come and get you and cancel your account. <laughs> they'll t- they'll, you'll get... Well, you could get canceled. It is, it is possible. Uh, yeah. That, that li- the, the little, the little uh, montage of the email traveling through the tubes, that's how it really works, right, Matt? You're the expert. You're the techn- technical expert here. It's true. The internet is like a series of tubes. So, you know, obviously, the, you know, those tubes get, get, you know, it's stuffed with so many emails. Because emails are huge and take forever to work through. And that's just, and it, like they go through an old Cisco routing yeah. box that's dented and covered old in school flies. internet. Oof. Covered in flies. I'm sure there's still some of those out there. I'm sure there are. I mean, that's the problem with Cisco is all their stuff is based on, uh, uh licensing agreements uh so actually there probably aren't because they've made it to the point now uh, at least that uh when you buy their equipment you only get the software for so long and after a while they just stop working because of cisco and they want to you know extract some money out of you that's see that's not uh, see that's why i go to you matt for these technical details you you actually uh have it makes you angry and laugh <laughs> you have you're, you're the you're the answer to the question no one asked that's true. So we we no see, one will ever answer that question. We, we see Artie. Uh, he is. We don't you don't hear in that clip, but Artie has his walls are covered with paintings of Marge. Might say well, he's of course a, because he's, 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 he's a, little a little obsessed. A little obsessed. A little obsessed. I it, even those paintings remind me of Marge's paintings of Ringo. A little bit, yeah. They have the same stylistic flair, which makes me think like one of the animators is really good at aping that, and they're just like, "Here, just do this <laughs> over and over and over again." Yeah, and 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 I think it does nail home the obsession that Artie is having, Artie has with her. It's either that or Artie is uh, requesting uh, mail order self portraits of Marge, and she doesn't know it's him, and she's just selling you know paintings on the side. Why? See, that would be an interesting episode. They've never, Matt, put that. How about we mm. keep that on a deal? Maybe we'll press. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, John Lovitz at least is still alive. <laughs> yes, exactly. Artie, we got years of Artie left. Um, we go to commercial. Uh, six minutes and 45 seconds in. So when we come back, uh, Marge has gone back to her family after her night of actual sleep and drinking and pizza and uh, email infidelity. And... Uh, she is a dynamo now, uh, as Robbie put it in, in the notes. Uh, she is like whipping up all kinds of different breakfasts for everybody. She's got lots of energy. She's just she's rocking through the mom thing. Uh, when the family who is sitting down to breakfast hears a helicopter outside and they run outside to see what's going on. Homer hangs back because obviously he is uh, going to steal everyone's breakfast because it's Homer. You know, he, he, can, he can wait on new events as long as he gets food. Uh, but of course, the helicopter is Artie Ziff who got Marge's email and has come to visit the family. Well, well, Marge Bouvier. Arnie Ziff? 
Mm, that email. Look, I got a little drunk and we- I'm not surprised you want me back in your life. You can't spell party without Artie. If you misspell party or Artie, how you doing? Look, it's great to see you, but you should know I'm happily married. Married? Was it consummated? Pretty much, yeah. What's going on? Homer, don't talk with your mouth full. I've told you before, it's rude. Oh, ho, trouble in paradise. Hey, Marge, it's that guy who couldn't get any off you. How would you all like to take a ride with me? You're the old flame. This is the part, only part of the episode where I, I'm like, wow, that's kind of like jerk Homer uh, pushing through with the whole, uh, the guy who couldn't get any off of you, and just that's that seems kind of rough, uh, but you know, it it is accurate, unfortunately, or fortunately enough for Marge. I mean, I am incredibly lenient to Homer being a jerk to anyone that is not a family member, and Artie especially. Artie Artie is a jerk. I don't really care how you treat Artie. He's the guy who, they just, he delayed a helicopter in the flowers. I'm not really, you know, out of nowhere. I don't care how rich you are. Respect my flower bed. For real, man. Flower beds are tough. Like, raising life from the dirt. It's like having children, but on a faster time scale. You wouldn't, you wouldn't land your helicopter on uh, some kids, would you? Same thing, just smaller scale. So, uh, at this point, they go to hang out with Artie on his boat. Because, of course, he has a giant boat that he lands his helicopter on. Uh, and they're having a somewhat cordial time. Uh, until Artie makes the, the same offer you've seen in a million different movies. Uh, he offers $1 million <laughs> for one weekend with Mark. What? A million? Di- it, I, it, not a, it's, <laughs> it's indecent proposals this is, it, in one movie, Matt. I don't think there's many. A million I'm sure movies. there's been a lot. Okay. If there haven't been a whole lot of movies about that, there have been 9,000 TV shows aping indecent proposal. I mean, that's so, uh, fair enough. But the original one... <laughs> that was, there's only one of the eyes as far as I'm aware. Have you ever seen any some proposal? I have not. We should add it to our uh Simpson cinema list. It's, it's not it's not it's not that good. Uh, oh, oh. It's I'm not, shocked. shocked. It's not that good. It's fine. It's fine. I no. think that's it Woody Woody Harrelson's in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. So um so yes Artie offers a million dollars for a weekend with marge and uh homer uh, is very explicit about there being no whoopee involved is literally just Artie wanting to show marge what life would be like had he married her and of course you know marge is indignant and they hop in the helicopter the whole family leaves uh well, well I, mean, I mean not the whole, not yeah homer, homer and marge when they leave the kids behind because <laughs> you know that, that's all you want is just you know <laughs> anyway, so they leave the kids behind, uh, but, you know, they make it home eventually. Artie's not a horrible monster. However, uh, when they're at home, they get to talking and realize that Homer really needs the snoring surgery. And Homer mentions at least three other surgeries that he needs <laughs> that the million dollars could pay for. Which, man, if you need four surgeries and that adds up to a million dollars, you need a lot of very expensive medical procedures. But that's Homer for you. I mean, well, I was going to say it's, that's the American healthcare system for you. Zing. Uh, it is it is the nuclear power plant healthcare uh, systems or health uh, program. So Lisa needs yeah. braces. <laughs> Dental plan. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So uh, at this point, Homer and Marge talk it over, and they agree that they're going to take Artie's offer uh, because you know it's not like anything terrible is going to happen. It's something they can live with. I mean, Matt, 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 oh. you, you did not mention the highlight of this scene for me, where Homer wakes up 
and is still snoring while he's awake and is right, snores yes. through his eyelids. And they have that little fluttering animation. If yes. you guys haven't seen this episode, please go see it. It's, it's great. Actually, it, it, I would say that all they they talk a lot about a lot about the animation and the difficulties of it. And it actually I I completely believe it because it looks really good. And I think that's a thing that gets doesn't get talked a lot about. I think in when we're talking about the long run of Al Jean, a showrunner. Yeah, that's true. He they you, I think there's a lot of fair criticism about like you know kind of a a boring quality to his run to some people and i mean there are this fair share of kind of uh i don't know criticism about focus on the plot in any given episode but the show ne- the show never looks better than in, in you know when algene takes over even to this day even mediocre episodes always look amazing the animation quality has only gotten better and better and better over the years uh and this episode is certainly a like it's really beautiful to look out look at even in like the kind of like even the standard settings of like marge and her sisters at their apartment like it's a like it really it really captures the dingy apartment that her sisters live in and like they really they the the animation of homer snoring and the house shaking every step along the way it looks really nice and then it's the thing that doesn't get mentioned a lot when people talk about most of the simpsons in general they don't talk about how great the animation looks the animation looks great it really does it's one of those things that steadily improves throughout the life of the show that we don't really talk about a whole lot like you said so uh once we see homer's eyelids flap with his awake snoring uh homer goes to moe's to celebrate his newfound fortune it's round done Nemo. i got a big payday coming yeah Homer sold his wife for a million bucks. I didn't sell her. I just rented her to an old boyfriend. Gee, a million bucks. That's going to buy him a lot of uh, swings in the old batting cage. <laughs> Looks like everyone's a winner. March gets a great new life. And you get more sprawl space on the bed. Wait, you really think March is going to fall for this guy? Even after I bought her that hockey fight tape? I dump your ass. Me too. Yeah, I can't get Artie out of my head. He's like a spy in the house of Mo. Oh, God, you're right. I gotta get her back before it's too late. So, obviously, this once again, Homer has gone to Mo's and been talked out of something that is eminently reasonable. Uh, because the same thing happened with uh, the surgery to give Grandpa one of his kidneys. Uh, so, Homer should really avoid Mo's when he's... Uh, you know, considering something important because apparently the people at Moe's are morons. But then again, we knew that already. I mean, I I think it there Matt this this episode reuses a lot of different plot points. Yeah, a lot. Of, it has a familiar story shape, and that's I don't you know I'm not going to criticize it that much for that. I'm I'm generally happier with that than them going like a oh, strange weird motivation for characters because it's new like trying to find a new reason for homer to be jealous about marge he doesn't need a new reason to be jealous or to worry about her you know homer i think at heart is a kind of insecure guy and i think he doesn't think about it until he goes to talk to his buddies and they're immediately like are you crazy you just sent your wife off with this the fifth richest man in the, in the u.s you think she's gonna want to come back to you after she's she's you know living up in yachts and what and mansions and stuff, and Homer, I, I think you know we think of Homer as as you know the the 
a reliable, steady, blue-collar idiot. But, you know, he always has been insecure about himself and Marge. And, you know, there's that, that's always there. And I think it's okay to bring it up as the as the way for him to, you know, they need him to they need to get him to the mansion to see, you know, what's going oh, on. Of course, from a story point of view, it makes absolute sense. I'm just saying, in reality, Homer should probably avoid that. I mean, Homer should not go drinking every night either, Matt, but, you know. Well, that's true. So, yes, uh, at this point, Homer freaks out and runs over to Artie's mansion. Uh, Artie, uh, meanwhile, has uh, let Marge stay in his guest mansion, as a good host would. Uh, when he goes to get Marge, uh, he shows her that he has completely recreated their senior prom, including paying a whole bunch of the townspeople $1,000 each just to pretend like it's their senior prom again. Because, of course, everyone who grew up in Springfield stays there and never left. So all they have to do is invite them to the prom. And, you know, it's just like their actual senior prom. I mean, I, that is, I, no, I 100% believe that, Matt. No one oh, leaves, yeah. no one leaves Springfield. Small town. No one ever leaves a small town. No one leaves Springfield. I mean, that's the whole thing about Lisa is that she actually gets out of there. Depending on which version of the future you believe. Matt, anyway. Lisa gets out of Springfield. <gasps> that's true. We got out of our small towns, so therefore Lisa's going to get out. Lisa gets out. Understand? Of course, of course. Wink, wink. Under, understood, understood. You can take the gun out of my face now. <laughs> I anyway, get, I I get stabby, Matt. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get stabbed next time I see you. Yes, exactly. So uh, Homer shows up and uh, sees the prom and is, is very impressed by all the work Artie has gone through. Unfortunately, he is kicked out by Principal Dondelinger, who Artie has also hired as security. And this is actually one of the best jokes in the episode for me was Homer, uh, Dondelinger asking Homer, hey, have you been drinking? And Homer says, just for the last 25 years. Because, obviously, he's an adult now. <laughs> that actually made me laugh more than it probably should have. Uh, but Don DeLinger drags him off, because apparently Don DeLinger works out, and, or Homer is not very heavy I mean, in this particular Don episode. Don a big dude. He is. He really is. If Homer's, like, average height, Don is like, a foot taller than him. Yeah. He, he played football before he became a, a high school principal. I that's, believe that's, it. That's, that's, that's the career path. So, uh, at this point, Homer's kicked out. Uh, Artie, uh, basically, I uh, guess a speech from Marge about how this is wonderful and all and she loves it but it's not going to cause her to leave homer because of course it's not because she loves homer for some reason that we've gone into way too many times uh so already asked for a kiss on the cheek um just you know to seal the night or whatever uh and of course marge agrees because she's a nice person and already basically jumps on her as soon as she uh puckers her lips and turns it into way more than it should be of course this being a sitcom that's the part that homer sneaks back in and sees and, of course, gets incredibly despondent about uh, Marge, of course, once again, slaps Artie in the face because he's a jerk down to his core, apparently, and storms off and leaves Artie in the middle of a, a huge scene uh, to which Artie responds by dancing really well. Matt, actually. You're, Matt, you're Matt. You're encroaching. And this is after act the act break. Thank you very much. You're encroaching. In my territory. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The end of the act is when Homer sees it, misunderstands and run off. And then we fade to black. Yes, because which, which is a weird way to end the act. I feel like I feel like it should have been Marge storming off. No, it's you end the act with a uh, mystery. Right? You always you cliffhanger. You end act breaks. You end you end paid. You end chapters. You end things with mystery. If there's even a small question about why or why someone is seeing only this or what they're going to do, you always end right there. You cliffhangers. It's a perfect way to capture an audience. You want to come? In, you want them coming back after that commercial? 
They don't know what they don't. You don't know what Homer's doing. What is Homer going to do? Well, if he was a a, a reasonable adult, he'd go to Marge and confront her. But of course, that's not Homer. He can't even get in. See, that's the thing. He can't get in. See, that's this episode is not perfect. Again, I'll say, but they the plot is is structured fairly well until we get to the third act, where I think it's mostly a product of running out of time where they have to kind of get to an ending. I think it needed another, if this episode, if like they could have a 30, like a 30 minute episode instead of 22 minute episode, or even a 25 yeah. minute episode instead of 22 minute episode, I think they could have uh, wrapped it up a little bit neater, but there is, there's like every, you, whenever you come to a card, like, why doesn't Homer just go in and confront them? Well, he can't get in. And, like, that's a, a simple way to keep them apart from each other and to make, like you said, a sitcom plot. It works in a certain way. Like, it, it's, it doesn't have to be reasonable. It just has to make sense. And, like, yeah, Homer has doubt about his relationship with Marsh because he's not a millionaire. And he goes, to, he tries to get in. He can't get in. He, he So he sneaks up on top, looks down through the roof, sees them kissing, doesn't know the situation, and runs away. And he can't go in and confront Marge. He can't confront Artie because, one, he's upset. And, two, he actually literally can't get into the party. So there's no way for him to confront them right now. You you have, with clever construction, you can you keep these characters apart and have, like, the, the this, you know, the, the, the comedy of errors kind of plot stuff work. Because, oh, they, they, you know, there's misunderstandings. They can't see, they can't talk to each other. And so you can have both of them moving around without you know a cell phone would maybe ruin this plot but yeah but cell phones don't exist in the simpsons for at least a few more years yeah exactly it takes even a lot it takes you know if you had i think i had a cell phone in 2002 but uh i don't think you know the simpsons aren't gonna get them yet so we come back marge fends off Artie after this um this is 14 minutes six seconds in by the way and she fends him off. She leaves. She her this. I, I like the the continuity here because the same strap on her dress is snapped as the way we was. Nice little bit of continuity there. A little uh, yep. reference. A little reference there. Uh, but she leaves immediately. She immediately uh, leaves already alone and alone in his seventies senior prom, and he dances by himself in front of all the people he's invited. Um, kind of sad and embarrassing very humiliating i would say yeah but you know he's he's working it out you know exercise always helps in these situations <laughs> yes so homer uh is sad despondent even and goes to moe's which is a, a thing i believe and he decides he's gonna leave springfield he's gonna go to west springfield and lenny just goes with him for no real apparent reason well, I'm sure he and Carl had a tiff, and uh, they decided that they're going to leave because Lenny has only hold him there without Carl. Yeah, I don't. I, I <laughs> reading the Wikipedia and reading, you know, and and about the 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 commentary track from this about from Al Jean about the people being upset about Lenny and Carl's relationship, whatever it is. There's not really anything in here about Lenny and Carl's relationship. There, it's a, a little tiny, tiny bit. It's not. Yeah. It's not substantial because Lenny doesn't tell. He doesn't say that. Matt. He doesn't say, "Oh, I'm having a tiff with Carl and leave." It's he just, just is okay with leaving. Yeah. He's okay with leaving, and Carl comes out of the bathroom and is like, "Where'd Lenny go?" So 
Homer and Lenny go. Uh, Marge comes back uh, to the house on a, like a nine hundred dollar taxi ride. Who she leaves it to with Baring von Kissington. You remember, I didn't, dumb joke. I was gonna say, yeah, there's a cutaway gag here for a, an actual Baron who's gigantic lips, and it, I very strange cutaway gag. Um, but Homer has left the tape, uh, a recording of himself talking to Marge about what he saw. Oh, homie, I'm so glad to see a tape on the bed. Marge, if you're watching this, then it means I figured out how to work the camera. Last night, I crashed a certain fake prom. That's right, Artie Ziff's fake prom. Oh, Homer was there? I saw something terrible, and I can't even say it, so I'll have these two dolls do it for me. Kiss me, Artie. With pleasure. Homer's a big jerk. But I can explain. I'm leaving you, Marge. The next time you see my name will be in the hobo obituaries. Don't worry about the kids. I'll drop them off with Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma? Screw that. Just run the camera, you little dog. <laughs> Goodbye, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing like uh some child strangling and you're going away forever tape yeah and also the going away forever tape they use this again in the movie but reversed oh yeah uh with marge recording the tape um i would say it's more effective there honestly but this is also you know when you talk about uh uh homer's uh memo that he leaves for marge in uh, I married Marge, same deal, same. I'm leaving, blah blah blah. You know, they they use this again. They've used this plot point, this 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 story sheet before, but in this in this time, Homer is not is is leaving for West Springfield with Lenny, which is three times the size of Texas. Three times the size of Texas, man. You know what? I'm just gonna go with it this time. Okay. I, I think, yeah, this is also, this is where you get to, these are the details that kind of detract from the episode for me, where we get a West Springfield three times the size of Texas, the map that, this is later on, this is a little bit, a few minutes later, but they see, a, a, they have a map on the wall, and it's literally just the shape of Texas, and Springfield takes up, like, a portion of it, and then West Springfield takes up a larger, West Springfield is a giant, you know, desert with a bunch of oil fields in it it has a bunch of marge cacti marge shaped cacti in it also mount carl wars out there which is a piece of it's it's not really a mountain it's just a big rock that that lenny has carved to look like carl yes good old mount carl more mm -hmm. uh, they've never discussed it of course never discussed it it's these details. I don't mind Mount Coromore. When you say West Springfield is three times the size of Texas, I you're, you're kind of just rubbing it in our face, guys. We know Springfield's not real. You don't have to, like, keep doing this joke. It's season 13. You don't have to keep telling us that Springfield's not real. And don't, don't bother trying to make it real. Well, I'm sure they're still getting a whole bunch of uh, questions on news groups and boards. Like, everyone's trying to figure out where Springfield I, is. I, and it's I, like, I, no. No, I I mean I get it, guys. But you don't you don't cater to that audience. Just try and make a good episode, and you don't. When you make jokes like this, it, it breaks immersion. 
Like this is uh, this episode has done a great job, largely, of not doing that, of not doing the indulgent. It's self-indulgent, and it just brings brings me immediately out of an episode when they start making jokes about how Springfield's not a real place. Once or twice, I think that's a funny joke, but the hundredth time, you you don't need to check that checkbox. It's not like you have to do this every episode. Like we gotta make sure Springfield make a joke about Springfield, and that's not real. You don't need to do that. You just make an episode about the episode. So, uh, they're on a bus ride out to the oil fields where they they we get them walking up to uh some oil worker place and they get they see uh, all the roughnecks who are all maimed horribly they all have hooks for limbs well yeah i mean you work in an oil field you're probably going to lose a limb it's just the way things are i mean they can't be concerned with safety matt this is another thing and this and this is largely my problem with this episode of third act it's not well yeah because the third act is a very weird skew it's strange and i don't mind how it ends i really they are walking by these roughnecks and one of them just and they have a bunch of hooks and that's the you know that's the gag there you see one guy he has one hook and then you see you know you see like another guy he has two two hooks hooks, and then you see another guy he has hooks for legs and hands and you're like oh i get it and then you get to a guy who has a hook for a head yeah yeah a hook for a head and i don't i don't think i caught into that no, I mean, it's one of those wacky gags that I'm sure somebody from the Scully years who is still on the writing staff proposed and just like, guys, come on. You know, this episode is tight enough. You, you don't need to introduce weird stuff like that. I, I, it's the, you know, Baron von Kissington. OK, I get it. It's a it's a guy with a, big lips. Uh, he's some foreign country. OK, that's fine. But don't try and sell me a man with a hook for a head. This is it's a little especially your episode that is supposed to be serious about you know the relationship and danger and marge worried about homer killing himself in a west springfield oil rig because that's that's what this is all about it's homer and lenny going out to find a job that will kill them uh and they're working as roughnecks they get a job and they're working at on an oil oil rig and marge no that's it they, we cut back to marge and the kids who are like doing detective work basically to try and find homer bart has figured out he's fine. how do, and then bart says oh he fa- bart homer got a library card why would well yeah that's how they found him because but, of course the first thing homer does when he moves is get a library card that's homer what is he what's he getting at the library homer i, See, I think this would have been a funnier joke if he's like got a frank a frequent drinkers card at like the local bar yeah i yeah That'd be more I, in line with homer. i'm fairly certain we and they went to the book sales at the library and homer was adamant about leaving until he got some uh book that i think lee supplied him with a something that was interesting for him i forget what it was at this point but whatever it's it's all them needing to get to homer trying to find where he is uh they west springfield's huge like i said this is where we get the three times the size of texas joke and then they recruit Artie to find homer on in his helicopter and we cut basically just to them in Artie's helicopter and this is where i talk about them running out of time because Artie just goes along with it. Yeah, it's really strange how Artie's just like, yeah, sure, I'll help out. I mean, I guess he's trying to make it up. Artie strikes me as the kind of guy who is 
very much a I will continue to work at this no matter how many times I fail, because at some point it has to work, even when it's very obvious it's not going to. I guess he's just that obsessed with Marge. Um, we get an action sequence, basically, at this point, because Homer and Lenny cap and oil, oil well, and then their safety glasses line up, start catch an ant on fire. It's a fire ant, that. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, and it, that fire ant catches other ants on fire. They ignite the oil that is just all around, lying all around. And then the oil well, oil derrick, whatever you want to call it, goes up in flames. Homer and Lenny are in danger. And they're just kind of happy to die. Uh, he, They don't want to live anymore, I guess, either of them. I mean, that tiff that Lenny's having with Carl must be pretty serious, man. It is, because Lenny is ready to die without Carl forgiving him, or him forgiving Carl, or whatever. We're even saying goodbye. We don't yeah. give him none of that. However, luckily, Arnie's helicopter arrives just in time, and blows out some of the fire. Uh, Marge throws down, throws down a rope ladder for them to climb up, save them both. Lenny's about to go, go but Homer refuses. Um... I would have pulled this, but it's very noisy, and there's not a lot, actually, that happens. Uh, Homer rejects the ladder, rejects Marge. He's like, no, you have moved on, and I don't want to live without you. Um, which is very sweet. Like, I like the sentiment of this. I, I think it, it, it works well enough. And then Artie comes over when Homer refuses to climb up, and Artie yells out to him about how, no, I can never win over Marge. You, that's something you've always had over me, etc., etc., Homer hears that and climbs up him and Lenny both because Lenny we are we find out that Carl's also in the helicopter and Carl you know I don't Carl doesn't even say why any of him and Lenny are having argument about it whatever he just is there that's enough for Lenny like it's just a throwaway gag I don't know why people are upset about this this whole Lenny Carl thing is all throwaway gags in this episode. There's nothing serious about them. Well, uh, what are people upset about? Uh, the implied homosexual relationship? I, yes, or just... it, yes, Matt. Literally. I, I, I think it's it's not just that it's that. I think it's also that it's never... They've, they've never... like They've always just been, hey, we're friends for the most part. And they don't like the fact that it breaks from whatever continuity there is. I mean, Carl is like explicitly been married in this in the show so i don't know but because yeah, several times carl talks about his wife and other times he seems to be single yeah it, it changes it doesn't i don't know it doesn't matter but it, this is all a joke i don't think they don't treat it seriously and that's frankly more my problem with it is that it's just throwaway gags um but they both climb up the ladder eventually and settle both to get saved um and everyone's reunited and happy and then we get uh the end of the episode now, I believe there's a little matter of the million dollars. We can't take his money. Oh, I can't take his money. I can't print my own money. I have to work for money. Why don't I just lie down and die? Now, Homer, if there's one thing you should have learned from all this, it's that I'm rich, rich, rich. And now, I bid you adieu. I'm Artie Zip! I gotta hand it to Artie Zip, Marge. 
That little nerd saved my life. And our marriage with his latest invention, the Snore Converter. Good night, homie. Good night, honey. He's a loser, Marge. Dump him. I traveled the world in the seven seas. I am watching you through a camera. I feel like a lot of people probably hated this ending, but it still cracks me up every time I hear it. I, Maybe it's just John Lovitz's amazing performance. Yeah, I think it's, a lot of it can. It's just John Lovitz's charm. And I mean, I mean, not like it's sleazy charm, I would say. And that's why he works so well as Artie Ziff. I, I, I think I don't mind this ending. I think it wraps up everything pretty well i think it's up to this point where i get you know it's that oil the oil rig sequence and all that like that's i think where it could need a little bit more development needed another minute or two of already i i think i need i would like i don't think i need it i think i would like something about why Artie is helping oh a scene that explains why Artie is helping marge find homer you know something about her appeal. Uh, I would. I like Marge appealing to Artie in some way and saying, "Please help me find my husband, et cetera, et cetera." If you've ever loved me, blah blah blah, something, and a little bit more about Artie acknowledging to Homer. You know that the little the shouted. I understand, like, oh, it it the 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 logistics of the scene are already up in this helicopter yelling down at homer yeah you always you want marge something you've always been had over me etc etc i would like a little bit more development of that and i don't my only complaint about this final scene is already just yet just saying if there's only if there's one thing you've learned i'm rich and then flying away what does that mean i don't get it that uh, was there what's the I, joke mm-hmm is is um there's i feel like i'm sort of missing something because it doesn't wrap up anything he's like that's how Artie ends the conversation homer wants to be paid the million dollars marge doesn't want to be paid it and in this case Artie would say you know either i'll yes i'll give you the money happily etc cetera, etc cetera, or you know saying no for whatever reason and then flying away but instead he just says i'm rich and i'm already ziff and then we cut to the scene with Homer having the weird looks. What it looks, it looks like a gas mask with a weird pipe on it. But that's, I mean, just you could just get him a CPAP machine. But the snoring turns into music. Which if those existed back then, CPAP machines existed in the early 2000s. I'm pretty sure. I, I think it's they're not like I don't think they're new. I think CPAP CPAP machines have been around for a while, haven't they? I don't know. I only started hearing them about a decade ago. A decade ago when you were like a, when you first were like a, hum, a human adult man? Basically, yes. So when you were in my early 20s. So you're saying that as a teenager, you weren't really interested in sleep medicine? I, I That's true, oddly enough. It, that was probably the time of my life when I was getting the least sleep, but I was the least uh, concerned about that. Let's see. CPAP. Uh, CPAP machines. Uh, 1990 was the first time they had bubble sealing technology a bubble mask so in the they they were around in the 90s okay good at a at a, at a they were being tested in the 80s and then by the 90s they were more widely available um now we all everyone knows the timeline cpap machine is very important i know i like the ending i like you know I, I i think the ending has the nice mix of the sweet and kind of you know cynical kind of more humor 
in it, which I think is the thing that Algene is probably best at. I think this it's mostly the third act that but I think the first two acts are good, frankly. I think they, they Yeah, they're they're like they could hold up to, you know, some of the Golden Years episodes. Not the great ones, but some of the good ones. But yeah, the third act just it seems like an overreach when they're trying to accomplish something with this third act and they could have done it much more simply but they would have had to work a little harder for the gags i feel like I just, not much just a little i think it's largely is the this the, they try and make the stakes so high and i think you didn't need to i don't think you need to have it oh homer and lenny are working on an oil rig and trying to get themselves killed i think you would just have them be lost out in west springfield or something and already helps marsh find them you know, like you could just have the same scene, but there's out in a desert, you know, the car breaks down and they're, you know, they're starving and or thirsty. And Homer could be having hallucinations about Marge and you could have a gag about Lenny hallucinating about Carl, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have the same kind of dynamic, but you don't have ridiculous oil rig stuff going on, which I think is is stretching credulity yeah that's where it goes a little bit i mean you could have you know obviously lenny picturing mountain carl more that he has not carved yet and him starting to do that because he's hallucinating I mean, and homer seeing cacti yeah i mean you could whatever they could still drive out there on a bus or get dropped off or whatever like you could do whatever like you don't have to you and this is all made up you can do whatever you want and i think that's it just it, it's dedicating a lot of time to them getting saved off this oil rig i don't think you need to make it so i i think frankly the fact that, oh, I need to die is, is just so drastic and dramatic. I think you could have it. I, I think, again, they, they go so far to push the plot in this direction where you could easily just make it a little lower stakes because I, I don't really care about, you know, the death thing is frankly less important to me than their relationship, the Marge's Homer's relationship. And I think that having that Homer them worrying about Homer dying kind of overshadows the 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 other stuff. And I think it frankly is a little dramatic. Like Homer isn't ever like whenever they cut like immediately to, oh, I'm gonna go die. I'm like, I it's a little Homer's not suicidal. And every time I've there are any episode that has it being suicidal, it I, I, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. You know, it's right. not I don't, and frankly, Lenny is not really helping the situation. This where he's like, "Eh, I'm fine with dying." I'm like, "Really, Lenny? This is your. That's not how people behave. Uh, people have self interest, you know. Even the most casual people. I still think this episode's, uh, I don't know, above average. I think. I think. Uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely the light years above the skull years. Yes, 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 for sure. But as it, we get into season thirteen, we're starting to see you know, more good episodes show up. So yes. it's going to be complicated to rate this one. No, nah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, 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 I think my only critique aside from that third act is it's not the funniest episode. I think it, 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 it relies on some stuff that's just kind of, you know, it has some of those crass jokes that we were talking about last time where it's just like Homer, like, oh yeah, she's my best friend who also lets me grab her boobs. And I'm like, eh. oh, I thought that was a great joke. I don't know if I'd be telling that to you're talking about I don't weird boyfriend that shows up out of the blue unless Homer's trying to show off I don't know maybe uh, I mean he's like I'm married to my best friend this is great also boobs <gasps> true uh but we will rank it at the end of the show uh no submissions for this for my favorite episode but I, I submit that this episode is absolutely not broken Matt no definitely not no 
it, it functions perfectly fine. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments of the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the News Group is where I will look through the nohomers.net forum posting for when this episode first came out, see what people thought about the episode. Um, very, very, very positive, Matt. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's like Stockholm Syndrome after a long drought of, well, especially after the last week, uh, we uh, get to see something almost good. Almost good. I well, think our... Okay, good, almost great. I think it's our our, our rating system is skewed to, compar- to comparatively yeah. to... Because I mean, we are looking at the overall scope of the show. We are not looking at necessarily, like, is this entertaining 20 minutes of, of television? Which this is. Very true. I, I don't think... I don't want to, you know, negate that this episode is... It, it's not... It's pleasant to watch. You know, it, it it's funny at times. It has some good gags. It looks very nice. But I think we're not necessarily, when we're ranking at the end of the show, we're not going, oh, is this episode good? We're like, is it better than, you know, the the bottom 100 on the list or whatever it is? Uh, when, when these people are rating it, it's out of five scale. So 49%, five out of five, 32%, four out of five, and 15%, three out of five, leaving only like three percent, four percent. That is two or one out of five. So the wow. the vast 96 percent believe this is a three out of five or better. Hey, that's that's good. Yes, I, I mean, uh, yes. I, I agree with them absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got a couple of reviews, but most of the reviews are just like, "Hey, I liked it." Uh, so first one after the bomb that was Jaws wired shut. I was looking forward to this one. It was everything I expected. Homer's storing was a riot. John Lovitz did an excellent job as Artie Ziff. Perfect plot line, humor, romance, etc. Love the ending. I'm watching you through a camera. Homer's on camera was hilarious. I can't say it, so I'll use these puppets to demonstrate it. Solid A plus. Uh, another. I like this episode. I gave it a four out of five. John Lovitz was great. A lot of sex jokes, but that doesn't bother me. Overall, it was a great episode. Just keep them coming. Yep. And then I did dip back into the 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 new. I I have been dipping my toe into the news group as well. Uh, I'm not pulling really reviews from there, but I am just seeing if there's what the discussions like. Uh, discussion like yeah, Al Jean has referenced in the commentary tracks. People upset about Lenny and Carl being in a relationship of some sort. Way, way, way. I don't know. It's not... If I'm going to be angry about anything about that in this episode, it's that it doesn't really treat it seriously. It just treats it like yeah, a joke. It's literally a joke, yeah. That we come back to like, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, get it? And not even like the way it is with Smithers. It's a completely different, also bad joke. Yeah, it's not even... They don't even... They never... They don't... There's not even a... I don't even... I would say there, there's not even a subtle nod towards romance between them in this episode the only i would say the only nod to that is the fact that lenny carl carved carl's face into the side of a rock and it, it's gigantic and would, that would take years to, to to finish so that would imply that lenny yearns for carl at least in some sort i would imagine i don't or appreciates him in some way <laughs> appreciates him a lot uh they are best friends i don't think that's up for debate but and they they dance around this for years and years and years there this is never actually i don't i don't think they ever actually commit to them being a, in a relationship a, the romantic relationship 
Oh, no, definitely not. And I think that's the my actual complaint is like, choose. Either they are or they are not. Either they are romantic or they are not, and you have to choose one or the other. And, you know, constantly dancing around it, will they, won't they kind of thing, I think is lazy, frankly. I find most of the time where, I think most times that shows use that as a plot device, the will they, won't they thing. I find it tiring. And that, you know, I think it's supposed to, like, keep you watching. Mm-hmm. But what it does now to me, I go, oh, I'm not going to watch it all until I know that it gets resolved. Because a lot of shows just never resolve it and want to string you along for a decade. I'm looking at you, yeah. Bones. <laughs> is Bones is still on the air, isn't it? I or did it finally so. end? It? Did Bones finally end? I'm pretty sure they ended it. Uh, yeah, two years ago. Okay. Twelve seasons. Twelve, 12 seasons. Dear God. They came to their senses. Totes. Bones. I like, I mean, Bones is fine. I have no problem with Bones. It's a good, for, that kind of formulaic show. I think it works. Um, but that's, you know. Our lady and Carl, okay. Is this in continuity? That's, that's, kind of, that's my impersonation of it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like those. Mm-hmm. Awful people. I mean, it, it was 2002. We've come a long way. Sometimes. Some. Some of us have come a long way. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite action sequence from the show? Favorite action set piece? You okay with that, Matt? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of great answers. Appreciate everyone who takes the time to answer. First from Sean, the fact that we can take all the McBain cutscenes and make a little miniature movie. I thought this was well done and thought out. Uh, from Lauren, I think I have a tie, both from Lisa on Ice. The first is Lisa and Bart fighting upstairs with Lisa kicking and Bart doing windmills. Uh, shows typical siblings fighting and my brother and, my, and I may have reenacted this once or twice. Second is when Lisa is, fir- is first handed the stick and Pooh shoots a puck at her and she hits Millhouse. Yeah, that's it, Millhouse. Keep up the chatter. Very good. Uh, from Bill, my favorites is the chase between Grandpa and Burns in the Hellfish episode. Uh, from Jason, the Smithers vs. Homer fight in Homer the Smithers. Mr. Burns trying to get them calmed down and panicked as a hoot. And that last line, what am I, a doctor? Uh, from JD, I still love the Terminator 2 parody. I can't. It's a Geo. <laughs> from Adam, Homer in the bath and Bart comes in and smashes a chair across his back. Sheesh, Homer, it's just your typical Hollywood stunt. Uh, from Jenny, Real acid? My eyes! Zig goggles do nothing! Oh, classic. Uh, from Nick, gotta go with Saturdays of Thunder. That last race between Nelson and Bart is as tense as anything on The Simpsons. From Andrew, uh, friend of the show, Andrew Blog, AndrewBlog.net, Andrew Bloom. See you in hell, candy boys! Oh, that's a good one. It is a very good one. From Zach, it's it's a popular answer. It's from Zach, Millhouse versus Bart after Samantha gets put in the all-girls school. Bet the eight ball didn't see that one coming. Uh, from Joe, nothing can possibly beat Homer fighting Tom in the aquarium ending with Homer falling backward over the fire hydrant. Crack. This is even more painful than it looks. Oh. It, it, uh, from John, Mendoza! Classic. Uh, from Will at Will's 1MN. Homer shakes up the soda and Pop Rocks. There's a candy convention, people. See you in hell, candy boys. Uh, from Zach at Zach Kowalski. Homer and Snake's car fight from Realty Bites. 
from Laura at Lauren at El Columbia 88. The mafia fight between the Italian mob and the Yakuza is such a classic. My brother says anything with Hank Scorpio. Homer, I'm not going to stop you, but if you can kill someone on the way out, it would really help me a lot. Uh, James at James Warwick. Can I suggest two? One, Homer chasing the Flanders is a Terminator style. Come on, Ned, move it, this thing. I can't, it's a Geo. And two, when the Morrow breaks down, highlight for that scene, Krusty wants out. No, the world needs laughter. Uh, <laughs> live long and prosper, Leonard Nimoy. From Exambalore, at Exambalore, uh, the Indiana Jones parody at the beginning from Bart's Friends. Bart's friend falls in love and spike at your apocalypse. It simply has to be Bart as Indiana Jones. Matt, what is your answer? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Grandpa and Burns uh, in uh, the flying hellface, just because it's so out of character for the two of them to be able to move freely at all. The fact that they're having an action scene just tickles me a little bit. But it's a good action scene overall. If this was like two titans of action movies fighting, if this was a rock and Jason Statham fighting each other, I would believe it. So it's funny. It's extra funny because it's Grandpa and Burns. That's also my answer, Matt. Oh, dang it. Oh, dang it? None, we're not yeah, allowed to share yeah, well, answers? Well, I mean, we can, but you have to give better, different reasons than me. <laughs> okay. My reason is, one, it is really well-directed and real anima- well-animated. It actually it works really well as an action scene. It doesn't matter who is in it. it, it I think it would work equally as well. I think... Because I think the best action scenes are in anything, not just in The Simpsons, but in in action movies and in all art. Action scenes are not just – they shouldn't only just be exciting to watch because of it's a set piece kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of movies that I think are entertaining, but only on that surface level of like, look at this spectacle. This is entertaining on that level, you know, like – Pacific Rim. That's what I think of. Like, this is really the spectacle of, look at this giant robot fighting this giant monster. Godzilla movies all work on that level. I think the best movies, and I think some Godzilla movies and kaiju movies work on this, also work on, the best ones work on this level as well. And in any action movie or action scene is, the action is actually delivery. It's another way to deliver character. And a lot, I don't think a lot of people think about that on a conscious level when they're watching an action movie. If an action movie is is delivering character as well as spectacle because like my favorite action movies, they're all delivering character with their action. Like in my favorite action, my favorite action movie is predator. And you know, you think about the lot, every, every set piece in that movie is also delivering character as well as spectacle. Like the last 30 minutes is Arnold's showdown with the predator and Arnold isn't using a gun anymore. He's using a bow and arrow and he's using traps and his smarts. You know, it's not about, oh, I can shoot this thing. It's more about outsmarting it. And I think that is, you know, it's delivering important information alongside being very entertaining. And I think this scene with Grandpa and Burns is also doing that is, you know, Burns has the bow and is towing grandpa along and burns is kind of having it easy he's just driving a boat and trying to get get the lose abe well abe is struggling and fighting to hold on to uh the gun and like he's you know have the uh the he's like uh getting skiing behind the boat in an impromptu way and you know eventually he 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 manages to you know get make burns crash and they roll around on the on the on the beach and he wins it, it 
delivers on that level. You know, it's not just spectacle. It is also delivering character. And it gives... Aid gets so few victories in the show in general. He just doesn't get moments of, like, Abe, like, being self-satisfied and winning. And he wins, undeniably, this that moment. You know, he, he dismisses Burns and wins. And Until it's taken away from him. Well, I, it's not never about the paintings. You know, at a certain point, it's not really about the paintings. It's about the victory. It's about winning. And I think that's it, – it, it, because he gets that – the moment of dismissing Burns and winning the fight – No, I don't really care if he gets the paintings or not. Like, that doesn't bother me that they take away the paintings. They stole them in the first place. So I don't, you know, whatever. I think it's the very fact of, like, it delivers what I really want out of the action sequence. It's not the only one that happens in The Simpsons. I think there's a lot of them, but that's the one that, like, I. it's the one that immediately springs to mind. And I thought, you know, of all the other contenders, nothing stands up to it. Next week's question. What is your favorite quote from a John Lovitz character? Oh, that is going to be a tough one. That's I like asking for the best Troy McClure quote or uh, the, the Phil Hartman in general. John Lovitz is still on the show to this very day. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot, a lot of quotes to pick from. I'm going to have to think about it pretty hard. Uh, I'll post this question on all the social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson show pod, Twitter at Simpson show pod. You can email us at Simpson show pod at gmail.com. We can move on. Oof, I am cracking. Uh, my voice is struggling. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a one-point lead on me. Barely. I don't know. My stuff this oh, week wait. is pretty easy, so two, we'll see. Two-point lead. I, I correct myself. Two-point lead. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got all six points last week, Matt, and it bumped you up. All right, you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. Uh, these are all from uh, the, the Food Critic episode. Oh, fairly recent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the episode. Uh, it, it's criticize, uh, guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. That's the name. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's good that you remember the name of the episode that I don't met. Um, that your easy question. The restaurateurs attempt to poison Homer with what food? <gasps> I believe that's an eclair. That's correct. Filled with poison. 25 square metric tons of butter. 25 uh, pounds of butter per square inch, yeah, which is a physical impossibility. <laughs> <laughs> What's my easy question? Anyway, your easy question. What sport do Bart and Lisa play in Lisa on Ice? That'd be hockey. You are correct, sir. The best sport in the world? I mean, it takes place in a nice, cool indoor place, so right now I'm I'm totally agreeing with you. Wish I was supporting hockey instead of football. Whew. I mean, you got a good team. Lightning are really good, Matt. You should you know, you could jump I, on I jump know. on that bandwagon. <laughs> if I cared at all about watching sports, I probably would. Hockey's a great sport to watch. It's fast. It never stops. Yeah, but watching other people do things is never very fun. That's not it's not true, Matt. It's it's mm-hmm. peak. It's like peak peak human. You're not interested in peak human behavior. Like it's like the best. Someone's being the best at like at what human humanity can do. It's like watching. It's like this. Watching sports is like in, in like professional sports. It's like watching like a rocket go off. It's like watching like people send rockets into space. It's peak humanity. 
I mean, that's true, but I would rather strive for peak humanity than watch peak humanity. I'm sorry to say, Matt, you're never going to be a professional sports player. Or and that's true, but I, I get spend my time trying. Okay. You're meaning the question. What newspapers do the Springfield Shopper merge with? Um, I'm tr- if I don't do these in order, I'm not going to get it. Uh, dang it. The Daily News, the Jewish Jewish News, and Hot Sex Weekly. Uh, hold on, hold on. I can, I can do better than that. Uh, uh, uh. No, I can't. Okay. I'm going to go with Daily News, Jewish, uh, Daily Times, Jewish News, and Hot Sex Weekly. It is in order, Matt. The Springfield Times, Post, Globe, Herald, Jewish News, and Hot Sex Weekly. Of course, I only remember the funny ones. <laughs> yes, there's. I mean, you have. That's you know. That's I think that's a, a good joke structure. Is you know, you have to start off with the boring stuff and you segue yeah, into like every generic uh, you know newspaper name, and then and you get to the fun you bits. get the, to the, the eccentric and weird stuff that's funnier. Um, what's my medium question? Man? Your medium question: What are the names the two teams the kids play on in Lisa on Ice? Oh, it is. It's the. The Pooh's team and Wiggum's team. I, the, the it's mm-hmm. the pigs. I want to say Wiggum's team is the pigs, and a Pooh's team are. I think it's like a cat of some sort. I want to say I might be wrong. Um, but hmm, maybe it's not a cat. That's not ringing any bells. Um, I'm just gonna say yeah, the pigs and the panthers. You are kind of close. Uh, Wiggum's team is the Mighty Pigs, Mighty and pigs. the Cookie Mart team is the Gougers. The ga- they're really that's their name is the Gougers. That's what it says. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was not. I knew that they were the pigs. I I did not know that. I get it. It makes sense, you know, when you think about yeah. it. But I also like I can imagine a, a spring like a hockey team named the Pigs or the Mighty Pigs. I cannot imagine an actual youth hockey team named the Gougers. Yeah, that's a bit much. Um, your hard question, Matt. What is the title of Homer's first published review? Published review. Um, the headline. The headline. I have no idea. Food is good. I mean, that's your good is in the in there. It is cod is great. Strahd is good. Oh, okay. It's only you, right, you, enough, you only enough. see it. You never, you never, it's never yeah. read. Lisa's holding it, and Homer's upset because she wrote it, not him. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, my first published article," even though somebody else's name is on it. So, anyway, your hard question: What scenes play when Bart and Lisa remember their good times together? Uh, there are five of them. Jesus, um, I remember one is. Lisa losing her ice cream and and Bart giving her a scoop of his. Um, uh, <laughs> I think one of that's one of them were messing with Homer, pranking Homer together. Um, Bart defending Lisa from something. Um, I can't. I don't. I can't remember Matt my brain in this it, it is 9 it's 12 it, it's, it is 9 12 a.m i am fighting off sickness there's i remember the ice cream that's all i know for sure yeah so uh that one is correct uh there's also them stealing cookies together uh bart making shadow puppets for lisa bandaging bart's knee and then the sharing of the ice cream stealing cookies i think that's the one i was thinking of um mm-hmm. that that's one to one for today man 
Hey, that's that's the way most weeks end up. It seems like. Uh, actually, we've only done it. Uh, this is our. Is this the tenth or eleventh episode? Tenth, this is episode ten of season three. We've only done we've done it three times. We've done one to one. Oh. But I think it is the one the result that has happened the most. So you're right. We've had three one to ones. We've we've had two one to three to ones, and then everything else is a one off, one off result. So those are the most likely results. Probably are is one to one and three to one. I'm pretty sure if you look at our history, those are the most the 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 two most probable results. And in the given yeah. week, Matt still has a two point lead on me. I'm gonna have to work on that. I just have to be maybe not be sick and not be the morning, and I'll be fine. I believe in you, Robbie. You got this. I don't think that's. I, I don't believe has nothing to do with it. Uh, we oh. can move on. <laughs> <laughs> to our final segment the segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are so Matt where does this one go well I was actually looking at that and there are a few episodes from seasons 10 and 11 that I think this actually goes up near i think our best one from season 12 was probably trilogy of air i don't think it goes quite that high or it was, was trilogy of air? yeah trilogy of air is up at number 71 mm-hmm. i'm not sure it's quite that good um looking down a little bit uh i see like the mansion family uh from season 11 uh at number 98 uh, I think it could go that high. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to uh, talk to you about it. Um, but then, then below that, we've got Brothers Little Helper, Grift of the Magi, Days of Wine and Dozies, right around the 116 to 119 area. And I think it's solidly, at least if not a better than those, somewhere around the area. So it puts it in the top 120, which is surprisingly good so far. Yeah, I think it's in that area. I think it's. I would put it in that one one teens 120s area i think i think that's a good some, mm-hmm. somewhere in there is is good uh a good area for it i think that's where i that's what i think of when i think of the like okay there there is and then I, i'm gonna pose this question is this better than flaming mouse Ooh, better than Fl- oh man see the problem is i have such good memories of flaming moes that I, i'm not 100 percent sure i i don't know if i can divorce flaming moes from my nostalgia love for it yeah yeah that's, I think I, it- that's the thing it's not necessarily like re-watching flaming moes flaming moes has a lot of great moments that you remember because we've seen flame i've seen you know we've watched flaming moes a hundred times or yeah. whatever and i've seen this episode three times probably so it doesn't, you know, it's a different thing. Um, yeah. But uh, Homer Define, you know, I have the same fuzzy memories of Homer Define. It's one of my, you know, I think it's a foundational episode of The Simpsons for me. I I don't know. I, I think that's the thing when I look up, you know, higher on the list, I go, ah, is it better than, you know, is it Burns, Baby Burns, Bart Gets Famous, Marge and the Lamb, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. Whacking Day. It, it's, Man, Whacking Day is tough to say this is better than that. Uh, Whacking Day is it, it, it? I think Whacking Day is very simple. I think a lot of these, those, those, you know, why seasons two, three, four, five, why those episodes are so good. A lot of the time, it's just they're simple. They're they're they yeah. they just deliver on one. They go to they follow one simple premise all the way through, and that's what Whacking does. Whacking Day does so well. 
Um, I, I, I don't think, I think this, I, I think what keeps me from putting it up that high is the fact this third act gets messy. Yeah, that that's the word. If the third act had been a little more interesting, I feel like it could have gone up, you know, probably above 100, honestly. Yeah, I, I think the third act, and that's what's questioning me. Every time I'm looking at these episodes, like I think about why I like Rift of the Magi, why I like Brothers Little Helper, why those like those episodes from the, you know, the Scully years are so high is because they actually, they have a good ending. You know, they wrap up their yeah. plot line and this, I feel like kind of shortcuts their way, its way there. And I think the first two acts are really good, but I I think a lot of the time you get to the, the you know a third act and you're like it does doesn't deliver the theme it doesn't nail the landing and a lot of the time that's more important to me than those first two I think the third act is ultimately the most important and you know when I think I I have I th- I don't think this is I think this is a tier lower than what we're looking at I think this this goes down into the next tier below Flaming Moe's. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just uh it's the ending. That's it's why I the, hate ranking things. I know? don't I think I you know, it's a lot of times it's about feel, man. It's about like, does this feel right? You know, and we and that's I think that's even more we have to rely on that more now now because we have so many episodes. It's really easy to think back, is this one is this one episode better than that this one episode and i'm thinking more about i try and think more about tears and i think the the there's like a there, flaming mose definitely is like the dividing line i feel like above it is a certain tier and below is a certain tier and i think it's right below it in that tier uh i think i think this is better than fear of flying i think it's better than eight misbehaving i think this is better than dumbbell indemnity i think this is better than lisa the skeptic is it better than Miracle on Evergreen Terrace? You know, I, I'm i the wrong person to ask about that because I really don't like Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. I don't think it's a very good episode. I probably don't think it's better than Homer. Hmm. Hmm. Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. You don't think that's a very good episode? Did I have to talk you into Not really, that? no. I had to talk you into that? You did have to talk me into that. I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I am a sucker for Christmas episodes, to be fair. Um, hmm. I, don't, I think you're right. I think that Homer's better, even though Homer, I think, is not as good as we remember it. Um, I would say Miracle on Every Darius is better than this. By a smidge. Right, by, by a smidge. A uh, smidge. Yeah. I, I think Lisa the Skeptic is... We talked about it when we did that episode. It's not as good as we remember it. I think we just like it. We have great memories of it because it's a Lisa episode. But it also has a lot of third act problems yeah um all right half decent proposal that puts this at 146 on our list which is a good spot you know that's in the middle roughly at this point um with it's number 12 in the post golden years ranking which is not bad also it's not bad at all nope I think that if it just didn't have those third act problems, it'd be it'd be higher. It might have cracked a hundred. It's unfortunate. Yep. Uh, number one on our list is still Homer's enemy. Last place is still Simpson Safari. Bam, bam. Everyone's favorite episode. Man. I know you love Simpson Safari. Oh yes, everyone loves it. Uh, our next episode is the Bart wants what it wants. I'm not. Sure. Which one is that one? I'm that is very Bart. Now. Bart dating uh, Rainier Wolfcastle's daughter. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know what we're going to... Hmm. We're, we'll see how this... I don't remember this at all, almost. I barely... I remember Greta vaguely. I have not seen this in a very long time. We'll see how it goes. I know they go to Canada. They do go to Canada, briefly. Very briefly go to Canada. We'll talk about that next week. Hopefully I'll feel better next week as well. Um, you can find this list at our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there. Links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Uh, links to this list and to, a, to our Patreon if you want to help us out and uh, support the show. Keep pay, Help pay for hosting. I really do appreciate everyone who supports us and get access to a bunch of bonus podcasts. If you want to listen to us, we're starting talk. We're doing reviews of Bob's Burrs episodes from the very beginning over on the Patreon. If you want to listen, get in on the ground floor over there. Uh, that'll about do it for us today. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com with links to all the stuff I do in my other podcasts, The Serial Fanaticist and Handsome Boys Comics Hour, and uh, links to buy my books. My new book, Truth, is now out on... Buy my book. Buy, buy my, my book. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's perfect uh, for this episode, for some John Lovitz. Um, you can buy my book, Books... Over there, link to my new book, Truth, available on Amazon. Uh, you can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate. It's good, guys. Read it. <laughs> Buy my book. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is accurate. Uh, also, uh, I have been scheming new ways to get messages from you guys. So uh, since uh, passengers' pigeons are, are dead and, and you know current pigeons are relatively difficult to train, I've decided to go with uh, you know message moths. That's what I'm calling the new service. It's really easy. All you do is turn on a light. They come right towards me. So just grab them off. Uh, attach a very small message because moths are tiny uh, and then turn off all your lights. And, and then they will come straight to me because I will have the brightest lights, obviously. Don't moths live like a day or something? They can pass it on to the next moth. Come on, Robbie. I personally find moths disgusting. Really? Why is that? They got weird wings. I suppose. I don't like them. Don't like them. They're weird. They got powder on their wings. Dust. Weird yeah, dust. It's, it's weird, gray, awful dust. I don't want whatever. What is that? Don't want that on me. Get away from me. Stop fluttering at me. <laughs> Stop coming into my house and make my cats kill you because I can't catch you. I let them kill them. Well, that's why I, I do cats. too, but I'm, I'm lazy and can't catch them. <laughs> I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And I keep watching this episode. Shh.